And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Wow. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. It shouldn't take this long. Welcome to the Weekend Update with Dave DeFore and Keith Parrish. Every Monday on The Athletic NBA Show. It did the same thing to me that it's intended to do to the world. Ding, ding. I have access to information. Wow. That the public doesn't. And welcome to the Athletic NBA Show Daily Ding Weekend Update. I'm Dave DeBoer, here with Keith Parrish, as I am every single Sunday. And Keith, we didn't have any games today. We only had one game all weekend long. How the hell are we still here, Keith? We're going to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and this was supposed to be a wrap. We had already started the coronation of King Jokic. Eric Spolstra was the greatest coach in basketball history. Right. Jimmy Butler was the second coming of Michael Jordan. Yes. And now none of that's true anymore. So <laughs> we're going into a Game 7. Game 7 is going to be Monday night for all the marbles. Back in Boston. This has never happened before. Teams up 3-0 in NBA history are 149-0. But, Keith, it's not very often that the team that has home court advantage in Game 7 is the team that was also down three games to none. Well, it's the first time. You don't get to game sevens, typically. We also don't get game-winning buzzer beaters when you're facing elimination. Just the second time ever. Michael Jordan's this shot, the first one. Derek White's the shot, too. No, I'm. my voice is exhausted following this series, Dave. Also shot. What? Yeah, that's the shot, three, uh, my vocal cords. The... um, Unbelievable. I thought we were going to have a week off. I thought we were going to have a week off. But now we're every other night and go into Monday. And it is, it's remarkable, the thin line between the narratives we build. Like, they were a tenth of a second. The Heat are a tenth of a second away from making the finals. And the Celtics going into an offseason of, like, what do we do? And just the... Like if the refs add 2.8 seconds on the clock as opposed to three seconds on the clock, it's all over. And it's it's wild how basketball comes down to these tiny things. And now you have the heat just trying to figure it out. Like, can they piece together one more bit of magic? Does it all evaporate? Like, did they, were they the Cinderella and it, the carriage just turned into the pumpkin? Now they got to do a game seven. I mean, for us as fans, game sevens are awesome. And it'll be exciting, and it'll be probably 48 minutes of, of like, what the final two minutes were, where it was just ragged and gross, and, and no one could do much of anything. Well, let's talk about the referees a little bit. I mean, you're a referee oh. guy, you're a referee yeah. defender, and I, I like full em. disclosure, yeah. we're recording this, you know, mid-afternoon uh, on yeah. Sunday. We, we were waiting for the last two-minute report. 
And instead, the NBA, they've given me Jamal Murray stats. They've given me, <laughs> um, you know, reminders of this thing that's happening. Um, here's uh, the Larry O'Brien uh, trophy, uh, apparently made the trip to the Indy 500. But no last two-minute report from the biggest game of the season that had an extremely, I would say, controversial sort of finish. When you, when you consider – anytime referees are doing right. anything, it creates controversy. I think that they got this right. Um the foul on Jimmy Butler, it was, it yeah. was obviously a foul. And then they correct, they amended the foul when they went to the review. So, you know, Boston, they wound up giving themselves a little bit more time by going to the review. And that's how the clock gets changed to three seconds. They call the first foul. Now, the argument here, Keith, right? should it have been a two-shot foul and not a three-shot foul? I'm not... As in he wasn't in the shooting motion. I'm not saying yeah. this for me. This none of this is controversial as far as the final minutes, like or the final seconds, the the final play. I thought the last two minutes of a lot of this game was um, borderline hard to watch because it was just foul baiting. I mean, a lot of this, a story of this game is the Celtics were actually terrible at shooting the basketball, and Jason Tatum was over eight from three, and Jalen Brown over four. This was as a team the Celtics' worst three point performance of the season. And yet they were winning and then they uh, they blow this lead at the end and it felt like everything was was just devolving into I'm going to throw myself into my defender and hope I get a whistle. And Jimmy Butler's one of the best of this. And Jimmy Butler had a terrible shooting night. But at the end, I thought like all the foul calls, they, they were obvious and apparent like Al Horford, what are you doing? And uh, a lot of Celtics fans are saying Jimmy Butler double dribbled. No, we can clearly everyone understands he fumbled the ball. He tried to pick it up. He dropped it. You're allowed to pick the ball up again. And that honestly is, I think, why Al Horford was so out of rhythm on defense mm -hmm. because he thought Jimmy Butler was going up to shoot, but Jimmy Butler fumbles the ball. Nothing Al Horford can do. He picks it up again, and then he's out of position. Jimmy Butler gets the contact. I, For me, I thought it was, you know, it was he was in the upward shooting motion when the contact happened. I think there was some confusion over the game clock based on the broadcast where like when you saw it on the broadcast, you're like, wait a minute, there's 2.5 seconds left. But then when you watched him, when they were doing the Secaucus replay camera, you're like, Oh, the clock's a little bit different. So again, we're talking, they still haven't put on the last two minute report. I thought everything was done properly. Look good to me. And Hey, I mean, it also, it worked at like, who's upset. It worked Nobody. out. I mean, I guess That's the, it. the heat or, you know, the heat are like, man, I wish there was less time on the clock, but Butler nailed all three of those clutch free throws to take that lead, to give the gut punch to the entire city of Boston and that whole fan base. We're just like, we really blew this. We really blew a 10 point lead. And we we're about to force this game seven. But then Derek White, miracle worker. I'm Sue. Listen, man, Derek White, right place, right time. And Eric Spolster said in the post game, that ball went, meaning like the rebound, it went to the one. The one place, like if it had yeah. bounced a little higher, a little lower, a little to the left, a little to the right, he doesn't have time. I mean, it's 0.1 when it's out of his finger and it was 0.3, I think when he caught it or 0.4. I mean, he, it is the quickest putback, but if it's anywhere else, Keith, it doesn't go in. It's amazing. I mean, it was just, what a finish. We, yeah. we got through the slog. We got, we got through this awful basketball. Speaking of all, you talked about, the Celtics going seven of 35 from three. That's awful. 20%. Yeah. Miami, 14 of 30 from three. Great shooting night for them, except 
19 of 63 from two. We made it through some nasty basketball to get to that last three seconds that that we got to watch. And Derek White comes through, crash in the basket. Um, I just, if you're Miami, man, like, you just got to throw your hands up at this point. They, They have no legs, no life. Jimmy Butler looks exhausted. He was 5 of 21 from the field. Like, he's playing like he's tired. Barely got he had a dunk early he's in the game. Barely playing like he's hurt, Dave. I mean, we expect more. It's funny. I mean, you look at the last three games, the performances of Jimmy Butler, it's not what we expected. And maybe it just balances off with how magically good he was for a while. Uh, you know, in, in the what the first 14 or so playoff games where he was just like, What's going on with Jimmy Butler? He's the best player in the world. Second coming of Michael Jordan, like you said. But yeah, he's he's been a mess. This heat team, they seem like they're running on fumes. I mean thankfully Gabe Vincent came back like the no Gabe Vincent heat was was hard horrible to watch uh, Kyle Lowry had nothing that he could offer but Gabe Vincent comes back and plays well in, in this game six but like yeah Jimmy was huge down the stretch getting to the foul line but if Jimmy gives him anything before then you know maybe they're not in this predicament and it's it, that's I guess that's the question can he can he rebound again uh for a game seven and like, like, what are we feeling about? I don't know. This whole Heat team, it's so weird. Again, it goes back to like the split second play. If that rebound doesn't spin out perfectly to the side, Derek White's crashing the glass on. Now we're like, we're, I don't know. All the story we're talking about how Jokic would would have to. How is he going to handle Bam out of bio? I mean, that's what we'd be talking about. Honestly, right I mean, I wonder what the Nuggets people are thinking. Like, I feel like they probably wanted the Heat. It seems like like they only have one big. And we have Jokic. Right. Let's 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 do this. And now, I mean, maybe the Nuggets don't care. Maybe they're just um, relaxing. You know, they. I, I assume they're practicing a lot. How many days I off do you think they've had? And the, they got a full like uh, over a week off. They're uh, just having another training awesome. camp, actually. I think yeah. at this point. Um, let's talk about Boston a little bit, man, because okay. um, they were down three zero, and they're the team that's won the last three games, and it does feel like we've been extremely Miami focused overall, just because it's more about like how are they not. How are they blowing this huge lead in the series? But it's because Boston's just played better. This was their worst shooting game uh, of the series, and especially in the in the wins. That was one of the big things for them is they can't win when they don't make threes, and this was – they got one where they right. didn't make threes. And, and and Miami did hit their threes. So that's like one of those rare victories for the Boston Celtics. Like This is the sort of like basketball magic stuff. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, Jason well, Tatum, think- go ahead. Well, I was going to say that, like, for me, it's it's I mean, maybe this is too much podcaster brain, not not just acknowledging Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But for me, it's having the backcourt of Derek White and Marcus Smart who just do everything like they are the glue guys and they can help you win these rock fights. 
you know, like where they are just making all the little plays. And again, that's probably short circuiting or um, not giving the proper due to how incredibly good Jason Tatum is and Jalen Brown, you know, are like those are, I guess Brown and Tatum are the most important players. Um, but like when you come to this, where it is a struggle, where it is such a ugly game for me, it's the fact that the Celtics team, maybe it's just the sorting of the rotation where it's like you, they have like five guys, five guys now, basically they're depending on, but having white and smart be able to play 40 plus minutes to go alongside those superstars, you know, they're doing a lot of that dirty work. That's helping the, the Celtics win when they can't make those threes. Yeah. Uh, Tatum had 31, but he was 0 of 8 from three, shooting like 23% from three in the series. And so I think that makes it feel like he's playing a lot worse. But the truth is, man, his defense on Jimmy Butler changed the series. When when Tatum started picking up Butler all the time, you could see Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to say he was scared of the ball because that's Jimmy Butler, but he was looking for ways to get out of it. He was having to expend a lot more energy trying to get the pre-switch just so he can get the favorable matchup. That's actually one of the bigger changes that Missoula's made in the, in the series, which, you know, he got hammered in the first three games. And I think people are starting to come around on Missoula a little bit more. Like we're watching him kind of learn on the fly at, at the highest level under extreme scrutiny and pressure. I mean, down Oh three in the conference finals for, and he just took over a team that had made the finals the previous year. And it looked like they were just, and they look like they quit in game three. Right, right. And now all of a sudden, you know, we we have people saying that he probably saved his job. I think he was probably not going to get fired. But he certainly has totally changed the script on, on what yes. people are saying about Joe Missoula. Yeah, I mean, it would have been weird if they fired him, even if they, like, like got swept. Where it's like, well, he's a rookie coach. You hired him. Like, you know, it didn't turn out the way you wanted. But, like, to give up on him after one season is, is kind of odd. Um but yeah, now he's got something. He's won five straight elimination games. And I don't know if it is just, it was a bad week. Like he said, he said, Hey, we, we had a bad week. Worst time of the year to have a bad week, but we had a bad week and we lost three games and now they've won three straight. And just, if it is just sticking with what they know, what they trust, this is our offense. We are going to keep doing the same stuff, going through the same process. We think it was, you know, they're saying it was, bad shooting luck in several of these games and outlier performances from the heat and then outlier bad performances for the Celtics. And now, I mean, I don't know, like it feels weird to draw conclusions when it all comes down to a split second, like a perfect play. Um, but it is like, you know, when they were down three zero, a lot of people said like, we, we all started highlighting how no one's ever done it, but coming into the series before any games were played, most people thought the Celtics were massively better than the heat. I had them and, at six. Yeah. Like I think most people thought the Celtics were before the playoffs started. I know a lot of people picked the Celtics to come out of the East. They assumed they were the best team. And then when we started seeing stuff like, Oh, maybe, I don't know. They fell on three, two to the Sixers. I didn't expect that. Um, but the talent level of the Celtics all year. I mean, this is a finals level team that added Malcolm Brogdon. Of course, Malcolm Brogdon didn't play in game six, but like, this Celtics team has the pedigree and the talent where we're like, that is the team to beat. We've been saying it all year. And then it's like, oh, well, now they're down 3-0. What an amazing story for the Heat. And that is where then once the Celtics win one, it is, hey, you know, two out of the final three at home. Uh, this could go their way. And all they got to do, if they can take care of business on the road in Miami. And, like, they were, I mean, they were in control, it felt like, 
you know, they were up like seven to 10 to 12, most of the game. Um, but then of course we had the drama of that fourth quarter where it's like, wow, I felt like the Celtics were back in cruise control. They, they'd gotten over, they'd gotten over their, whatever it was their bad week. And now they're the dominant team and maybe they're going to be huge favorites in game seven, but then they gave it all up and they, they, you know, they missed free throws down the stretch. They, they gave up buckets and free throws to Jimmy Butler. Um, we're calling that a vibes win for them. That was a vibes win for them. I mean, you okay. know, the, the ball bounces to Derek White because their vibes had improved, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but over at the Athletic, Jared Weiss did a great story about Boston and a trip to Top Golf, literally waking up the positive vibes for the team. So if you haven't read that, guys, go and check it out. Uh, Keith, I th- think this is a great place to wrap, but we never do predictions. Yeah, I want to yeah. do a prediction for Game Seven here with me and you because it's. It's a toss-up. I'm assuming the Celtics are going to be favored. Uh, they were favored by eight. I believe and a half they're eight the last game fav- in Boston. I believe they're eight-point favorites right now, Dave. And I'm not honestly, man. I, it would not surprise me if Boston just absolutely blows them out of the water. Like it, it feels oh, like we are being set too. up. Yeah. It feels like we're being set up for one of those Boston Celtics uh, start out. You know, 38-point first quarter. <laughs> you know, they're shooting like 70% from three in, in the first. You know, first half, and it's over. Um, because Miami is running on fumes. It's what it feels like, but it does seem like the rhythm of this series would just wouldn't like people have a grasp on what they think is going to happen. Then there's a zag. And so maybe it will be Jimmy Butler has the pressure. Like if, if the heat can, if they can avoid getting that like early TKO, like in, in game five where they got, blasted like like right. to start the game they look like um, they didn't want to be there in game five. yeah and like i feel like if the heat can if the heat can endure that then i think the pressure starts building i you know like i don't know like i trust jimmy butler in these situations um and like you got to trust eric spolster in these situations and it does seem like if it's a close game then i think maybe the pressure of the home crowd like the nervous energy Maybe that gets to the Celtics. I don't know. I mean, my, my initial gut is what you're saying. Like, I, you'll blow out. It feels like maybe the, the heat ran out of gas. The Celtics figured it out. I mean, but also, like, are, are Jimmy and Bam going to combine to both shoot 25% or worse again? I mean, those guys combined 9 out of 37 in game six. And so I, I would expect more from them. But again, I, um, if you're asking me for a prediction, I do think like I would probably take Celtics running away. Um, I think they're gonna they're like I keep thinking they got to make three pointers at some point. The Celtics threes are gonna are gonna start like all falling in, and um, yeah, Game Seven would be a great time for that to happen. Uh, if if they uh, actually want to make this finals match up, I mean, to come back from three zero. And then to lose at home, I don't know if they would like that or not. Like, would you would you rather just get swept? I don't, I don't even Probably know. Not. That's something I wouldn't even want to think about if I were yeah. in their shoes. So, I would, well, that's like, you know what? Well, if you're uh, a secondhand heat fan, embarrassment, I feel it very yeah. heavily for people. If they lose this game, I'm feel awful. I know for a fact if you're a Heat fan, you would have rather not come back in Game Six. You would have rather lost by ten than what happened. You know, like because you had it. It was in your hands. You're going to the NBA Finals. Then one one tenth of a second, one tenth of a second, one Derek White, perfect play, and uh, 
Now we got ball on Monday. We got holiday basketball. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Keith Parrish, I'm David Ford, and this has been the Weekend Update on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.